Halftime brought to you by Heart Cigars and Pipes Lounge just off 680 and 48th Street. Next to Cubbies, it's Heart Cigars and Pipes Lounge. It is Super Bowl week. Eagles and the Chiefs tonight will have the big media extravaganza. Carl Sheffers will be there to throw flags on <laughs> any bulletin board material that is given out. Just, just you're ready, ready for it. Everybody, him. prepare yourself. There's gonna be a lot of flags. Opening night. But the underdog actually has done well in games that Carl Sheffers has officiated. So you're hey. coming around. Well, okay. I'm, I'm latching onto that. I'm also that latching on that the Kansas City secondary will be able to slow down that offense or stop the run. Chris Jones will have another big game. Uh, lots of uh, storylines outside of the huge. We're going to dig deeper. We'll get into that as the week uh, rolls along. But with Super Bowl week, there'll be a lot of chatter about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Exhausting. Does it matter to anybody that Aaron Rodgers is under contract, a contract that he signed, what, less than a year ago that's going to pay him $60 million? Does that even matter? No. Apparently not. The Aaron Rodgers forever boy has probably said, yeah, you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, he's awful giddy when he talks about where he might play. Yeah. Well, yeah that, he had a big that, weekend, too. Yeah, he won the, the amateur pro-am. Uh, so that will be a story. You're going to have LeBron tomorrow night probably break the all-time scoring record. He needs 36. So you think it happens tomorrow night? <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, it's a bad team yeah. they're playing. And what's the storyline? Kyrie <laughs> Irving. <laughs> Even better is the pettiness of the Nets owner who knew that Kyrie wanted to go to Los Angeles. Instead, he traded him to Dallas. I love Good the, for him. the NBA going NBA. Yeah. Uh, later today, I think it's actually this morning. I have to go back through my email and see this press release. As we welcome back into hour number three of a Monday edition of Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Uh, the governor of the state of Nebraska, former football player, mm-hmm. I believe still the all-time leading rusher at Columbus Lakeview High School. That sounds right. Now the governor, Jim Pillen, is going to hold a press conference that is sports-related, or at least with a sports figure, in Lincoln. Uh, The governor and Tom Osborne are going to be holding a joint press conference today. They are going to announce a major mentoring initiative Hmm. here in the state of Nebraska. And so I ask you, Mr. Handley, of all the things that T.O. has done, mm-hmm. and he's 85, does that sound right? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, coach is, coach is slowing down a little bit. His voice isn't as strong as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But whenever anybody sees him, it's still a, oh my gosh, there's Coach Osborne. But I was thinking, if you look at like the accomplishments of Tom Osborne as a Nebraskan, where does the founding and the success of the teammates program rank in his accomplishments as a Nebraskan? I think it's, oh gosh, I had to stop short for saying it is uh, because it stood the test of time. But I would say right up there with his coaching stop, I, I would put it a very close second so because of that impact. It's a big deal. It's in the top three. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I think he's hit the hat trick of Tom Osborne, the Nebraskan. Yep. He had great success as a football coach, mm-hmm. put Nebraska football where they're at currently after he, you know, he it didn't take a step back from Devaney. Right. Right. Then there is, this has to be on his list of accomplishments. 
He was the athletic director at Nebraska when Nebraska made the move to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And then the founding of teammates has to be in the top three of the accomplishments yeah. of Tom Osborne as a Nebraskan. And this the gro- is just the growth of that organization. This is where I think the Tom Osborne persona and his presence in this state goes beyond football. Uh, the the reach and the ability to be, I think, a home run probably earlier than what a lot of organizations when it comes to mentoring are when they're starting out. I think obviously his reputation in the football community and how much we embrace him as the head coach obviously helped. But this is where you go to even maybe the the Nebraska citizen that is not fully dialed into Nebraska football on how this still impacts their life or potentially could impact their life on a highly positive level where you might have a son or daughter that has been impacted by mentorship and everything that they've pushed into it and then making it, you know, sort of a Midwestern uh, approach too, where, you know, you'd, you'd always have T.O. and Bill Snyder kind of going head to head with that too, to get some of your colleagues involved on this and to make it something, again, that goes beyond just T.O. the football coach, T.O. the athletic director, even T.O. the politician. Like this is something that impacts or at least can, can impact any Nebraska citizen if they feel a need for mentorship, which we just saw Des Moines Adams not too long ago at the hockey game, throwing down the puck. Is he okay? He's uh, Yeah. You know, it, what, what was on the it? Ice. He fell on his butt. He went, uh, he fell on his back, which you never, when people, and, and many people have, and Des Moines is not the last. Usually you fall like face forward. Yeah. Yeah, he fell on his back, but you know, he's a tough dude. Handled like a pro. But yeah, like, I mean, just seeing how they've been able to really make this thing what it is now and the structure of it, the organization of it. Uh, I've had a chance to work with a couple of events with teammates over the past decade, and it is. I mean, it's it's a well-oiled machine, but yeah, I, I think you have to appreciate that accomplishment and his impact on that right up there with so many things that, yeah, the the value of the success the football program had under his watch, the Big Ten, you know, the monetary value for that as well. All those things are significant. But this, again, this, to me, goes beyond just the Nebraska football fan. I wonder, and I, I imagine at the state capitol today, it, it's the, the news media that will be covering it. Will anybody ask him his thoughts on Ron Brown being retained mm-hmm. on Matt Rule's staff behind the scenes yeah. and the role that he is taking on, which is kind of a mentoring role mm-hmm. for current uh, football players? Curious to see what he he thought about that. We know how Matt Rule feels about uh, T.O. So that's coming up today. That's kind of a big thing for everybody in that world, in the mentoring teammates uh, throughout the state of uh, Nebraska. All right, coming up next hour, Jacob Bigelow, Joel Lorenzi will join us. I also got another question from this weekend because we are in a and we're in a great uh, you know the the month of February is a little eh. Jimmy's telling me today I didn't like the clash at the Coliseum. Uh, you know, just every time I tuned in, there were yellows. I mean, they couldn't go three laps without somebody spinning out. Uh, I tuned in, and uh, you had Cypress Hill, which was performing. Nice. Takes me back. But you know what? If, if Cypress Hill is performing, maybe show some energy. Media people that, where they had them, you know, had them in the end where they've got the torch. Mm-hmm. So it was like mostly media people there, and so like nobody was like getting into it. That's friggin' Cypress Hill. Yeah, and then uh, Wiz Khalifa. 
Does Cypress... So you had Cypress Hill and Wiz Khalifa at the NASCAR clash at the Coliseum yesterday, the Cy- exhibition. Cypress Hill get a... Well, let's let's say this. Where would Cypress Hill perform in Omaha right now if they were to perform in Omaha? Waiting room. Probably, yeah. But I think it'd be... I know people Not even like around our generation. Oh, I, I would love them in like a smaller venue. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the waiting room. It's a... That's a good place to go see a show. I think people in our generation would flock mm-hmm. to it. I know I would. I, Cypress Hill was... Hey. And this goes even before the, you know, when Insane the Brain was like all the rage, like... Stuck in my head Some now. of the songs like before. It. Anybody ever see the movie Juice? Tupac in that one? Omar Epps? There was a good uh, good jam in that one, too. How Could I Just Kill a Man? Another great song. Cypress Hill is awesome. I'm just happy that they're still doing stuff. Well... I'm also happy that, I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys last night, they did the tribute. Well, first let me say this. Those shows, whether it be the Grammys, the Tonys, the Oscars, the Emmys, mm-hmm. they all kind of run together. Yeah. You're not you're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Um, you can only have so many times that Willie Nelson, the age of 89, wins a, a Grammy, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Beyonce is now 132. You know that, be, so as, as great of a career as Bay has had. Do you know that I don't think she has ever won for album or record of the year? That's surprising. That would, yeah, I would have assumed at least once. Of all the, all the, I mean, she's got 32 now, which is oh. the all time. Wow. And she looked spectacular last night. Mm-hmm. They made fun. They were late getting there. They got caught in traffic in LA. Um, you know, Ben Affleck, Looked like he'd rather be somewhere else. And I think he was kind of playing to the cameras. He's there with J-Lo. But every time they showed him, he looked miserable. Like he should have been, you know, working at the drive-thru. At Duncan, yeah. Um, Got a big Super Bowl commercial. But there, to do a tribute, so the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and speaking of Cypress Hill, uh, the tribute last night was creative, the collaboration, the organization, to pull that off was pretty amazing. And the... Hip-hop groups that they had. I mean, Queen Latifah was out there. Uh, you had Big Boy, Method Man. I mean, Busta yeah. was there. You had Flavor Flav. I mean, they, they were pulling people out. It was it was gold uh, last night. And I, I thought that of all the shows that you watch and everything, again, kind of runs together, you know, everybody will have their funny moments. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think those shows are hard to host, but Trevor Noah was really good. Their tribute to hip-hop was fantastic. And the different the different uh, groups and individuals they had to come perform, man, I want to know the backstory of how they pulled that off. Because yeah. that was that's the way to do a tribute. If yeah. you're if you're gonna do a if you're gonna do a tribute and it's hip hop and it's the fiftieth anniversary and you have a laundry list of mm-hmm. the, the great hip hop artists that are still with us yeah. and you're able to roll most of them out, that was great. I mean I'm I'm glad I recorded I'll go back and watch it today. So anybody that's in the hip hop world if you did not see it last night, find your way to to get there because it was a great, great tribute. Think of the people left left off the the list though, or that just weren't available. Like I mean, well, they, they brought a pub, they had Public Enemy, right? I mean, it's Salt like, and Pepper. It's like when you when you thank people, you know, for an award or something, and, and there's just too many to name. Or you're like, I'm just I'm not going to name names because I'm going to leave someone off the list. Like that's how I think of you know last night though. When you think of all the people there, and you're like, oh, that's great. But then you also think. You know, so and so could have been there too. How about this? How about that? Well, some have beefs. Well, sure, yeah, and yeah, I get it. Sometimes the the award shows are, you know, 
just not their cup of tea. But like it was kind of the, the Super Bowl uh, halftime show last year. I mean, that was – I was so I, – I would say this. I haven't anticipated a halftime performance like Snoop and Dre for – I can't remember the last time. Like there's been some there's been some performances that they yeah. pulled off where I'm like, wow, that was really good. Like I'll always talk about Bruno Mars is like that was just awesome. And I'm not I wasn't a yeah. huge Bruno Mars fan, but like that was legitimately a great performance. But for weeks I could not wait to see like Snoop and Dre. Just to see And it delivered. Right. And Eminem and to see all of them and even Mary J. Blige. Like to see all of them on stage and wondering what, what songs they were going to do, what they're going to pull off, what they're going to collaborate with. What, like, that was so exciting. So, like, last night, in, in, in kind of a way, you get, I don't know, five times more of the influences of hip-hop in the last 50 years. It can only be big. The question right. is, who's going to be there and, and who, unfortunately, is going to be not on and the they, list? I, will, I, will, I mean, I, I was just sitting there enthralled. Grandmaster Flash? <laughs> I mean, they, I didn't really. they went deep. And so so it went 13 minutes, and it probably could have gone longer yeah. because there's always going to be some snubs, mm-hmm. whether they have some beef and they didn't agree, you know, they were not going to agree to show up at the, the Grammys. Um, but that was, man, that was great work to be able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, it's you not guys and just it's, reminding it's just not me how much of a buzzkill Sunday's halftime show will be compared to last year. <laughs> There's nobody that could top that. Somebody was asking me, oh gosh, when was it? Hey, by the way, our guy Chris Stapleton performed last night at the uh, Grammys. Did he? Yeah. What a week for him. Tune up with, for uh, Omaha. Get he was with uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, nice. I missed that one. And now I yeah. can't get it out of my head that every time I see Stevie Wonder, it's probably because a couple of guys that used to work at this radio station, this is their conspiracy theory that Stevie <laughs> can see. <laughs> so now, now every time I see Stevie Wonder, I'm like, can he really see? That's beside the point, but. Well, okay, but so he, what uh, Stevie Wonder performed, and Chris Stapleton was there with him. I don't want to completely go off the beaten path, but while we're on this topic of Super Bowl X, the what, what's your excitement level for you? Eh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, uh, anything post Prince is a little bit of a letdown for yeah, me. And, and by the way, point. Lizzo, great acceptance speech last night. Um, she she went all in on her Minnesota ties in giving love to Prince. Anything and Prince's, so that performance, which kind of either good or bad that it was in the rain, yeah, is what we're about ten years ago, sixteen. Yeah, no, that was the two thousand seven. Yeah, that was that was the Bears Bears Colts one, and I missed it. Thank goodness. I mean, I guess technically it was oh seven is when the Super Bowl took place, but yeah, that was the oh six season. So anything post Prince at the Super Bowl has been a little bit of a letdown for me. We can't always have Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Or have you series? I missed that too. Notice a uh, trend. I mean, here. now Bruno Mars. I don't think Bruno Mars was like globally like wow. Like last year, last year was great yeah. because that was very LA ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always think that a Super Bowl should have a connection to the city they're yeah. in with their music. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, why in Miami do they not have anybody that's connected to Miami singing? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, okay, you roll out Gloria Stefan. You kind of did, with the, but well, but you know what? And an, a halftime act that I thought. I didn't think globally was as accepted, but I thought it was really good. Bruno Mars. It was fantastic. Which one did he do? I, I, I mean, it was I uh, Seattle, Denver, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, if Prince was still with us, he—I mean, it would have been a slam dunk. He would have done the U.S. Bank Stadium Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Probably. He would have had to. Have. But in the rain, it was just Yeah, perfect. that was almost kind of like scripted eerily too well. Like not saying his performance would have had less of an impact if it was actually like dry and beautiful out. Do you think they ever give the weekend a do-over? Um, because he got stuck with the COVID. The COVID year, yeah. I, I hope they do at some point because it was interesting. I like the weekend, but you would think maybe. I don't know if it'll be anytime soon. Because in the following year, was that the, the J-Lo uh, Shakira one? No, that was uh, the year before. Oh, that was the year before? Yeah, it was okay. in Miami. That's right, yeah. Never mind. A uh, year after. Well, and that it was, was last me, year. Me. I think they have to give the weekend a do-over. I mean, basically, it was cutouts that watched his performance, and they had to do stuff from the stands. Yeah. They couldn't be on the field. Right. Except for the end, and you remember he's running through. The fun house or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of mm-hmm. odd. He's coming but. back to Omaha, isn't he? You know, he was supposed to, so. Was he during the, was he supposed to in the COVID year? Well, yeah, he was supposed to, he was supposed to open his tour in Omaha. Okay. Got that all, I, that all just runs together. I mean, everybody will watch halftime. I'm more curious to see who joins her because I don't think she's completely sold. That's fair. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, like last year. Last year, we knew that Snoop and Dre. Yeah. But we knew that they would have friends. Yes, and they and it blew delivered. it. They, they blew it out of the water. L- last year was one of the best Super Bowl halftimes. Well, remember the promos leading up. I think it was like a couple weeks out. You knew Eminem and Mary J. Blige were going to be there yeah. too because they kept showing them walking off the, the plane, uh, LAX or whatever. Um, and that's a guy last night, by the way. I, I wonder why Eminem wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you think of the 50 year anniversary, huge part of it. Huge. Yeah, again, there's always going to be snubs when you do yeah. something like and that. That's, and that's, that's the thing. It's like I, I can only thank so many people before I started leaving people off the list. Um, this is one you guys. I, if you disagree, you are, you are in the majority here. Another one that I had zero zero expectations for, and this goes all the way back to a movie called Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> I thought Coldplay was actually pretty good. I take that for what you will. I thought Coldplay was actually Did fine. Not think that's where you were going. I that. I know. Exactly. I think everybody wanted. Well, it's Coldplay. What the hell? You know. I know you like. You know, I'll be at the keg. You, know, you like Coldplay. Like, I, th- I thought it was fine. Not to be confused with a keg. I thought it was good. Actually, I mean, it's not something that I would put up there in, like, my top ten performances at the Super Bowl, but... Right, you weren't starting to mosh pit no, in the living room. But, but I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. Oh, why are they doing this? Like, JT's performance recently? Eh. And again, probably because I built it up too, too much. Well, so you remember, it right so me. it wasn't just JT and Janet. So P. Diddy... And right. Kid Rock and Jessica Simpson and Nelly were all oh, part of right. that halftime. That's right. Yeah. Wow, you're taking me back time and place. Mm-hmm. Now, the worst halftime show ever, I'll fight you all if you disagree, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, yes. I, and I, as I was talking about the Coldplay one, I was trying to think of like the worst one that I remember. Thank you. Yeah, that was bad. I know exactly what you're talking about because that showed up on my memories today of what I uh, see. What you said so, about it? Yeah, it what says here, starts? this year's halftime show was like if the Power Rangers formed a band and guest starred on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a rough day for Steeler fans because of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Black Eyed Peas were awful, and that was also the Super Bowl that uh, Christina Aguilera butchered the National Anthem. Oh, was that the same one? Yeah, in 2011. And they had a crippling ice storm in the Metroplex, and they haven't had a Super Bowl since, even though you can get many 70-degree days down there. A lot went wrong there. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember the Christine Aguilera, which Super Bowl that was. Ooh. I saw Black Eyed Peas live. I remember her at halftime. I think it was the Rams-Titans Super Bowl. 
which was also a terrible halftime show. So remember Fergie was crying. It was weird. Well, we also once had a Super Bowl in 94 in which Tanya Tucker, Clint Black, Rockin' Country and Sunday, the, and the Judds yep. were all performing. <laughs> the year after Michael Jackson, so <laughs> good luck topping that. That would, have been, a ca- that would have been a Cowboys Super Bowl. That was right? the second one okay. against Buffalo. We switched the TV to the Butt Bowl, Beavis and Butthead counter-programming on MTV. By the way, can uh, didn't they do it for one year, like not too long ago, they tried to bring the Butt Bowl back for just like one commercial? I I'm almost so. positive they did. I feel like there's a generation that does not understand the Bud Bowl. Oh, it was, and they need to know. Yeah, the Bud Bowl was the Bud Bowl was what the Puppy Bowl is to a lot of people yeah. now. It was a huge deal that everyone that was, could get behind. It was freaking awesome. Sometimes the Bud Bowl was better than the actual football game. They'd have like the big like forty, like here comes the cooler. Oh God, that was great. Bud Bowl was awesome. All right, twenty nine uh, past the hour. Uh, coming up in a half hour, uh, deep dive into our uh, basketball hoop heads back to back, Jacob. And uh, Joel, Nebraska, and Creighton, respectively. Uh, when we come back, I have a question about dynasties that does not have anything to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. So both of you guys can just back down. I have take no a problem back, talking. Look, take a step back. I appreciate. I'm not. I'm not talking about the Chiefs dynasty. I really okay. thought you were about to say dinosaurs. So but I, I appreciate you trying to temper the whole Kansas City Chiefs talk because you're afraid it's going to come across as you being a homer. No, it's fine, man. It's He's fine. pacing himself. It's only it's Monday. Fine. What are you? Uh, no, 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 no. No, it's only Monday. Aren't you going on the road this week, though? <laughs> so you got to get you got three days to really get this in. I'm going to be calling in periodically as a caller. <laughs> uh, we, Gary is calling from Fargo. We got, on the line. We got Gary and Fargo. Uh, Gary, oh, Gary and Grand Forks. Uh, All right. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.